hello, old friends. Welcome in from the rain and the snow. We have gathered here together for those outside we do not know. By this kindness to our brothers, we admit we too are cold. Feel the fires of injustice, sing the songs of winter folk. Beneath the Douglas fir cascades, gleaming white, there's a woman wrapped in blankets, asleep in Portland town tonight. Her hallway is her castle, the bottle her only friend. She dreams of a warm soft bed and a hot meal. Once again, hello old friends. Welcome in from the rain and the snow. We have gathered here together for those outside we do not know. By this kindness to our sisters we admit we too are cold. Feel the fires of injustice, sing the songs of winter folk. We're all just short footsteps away From calamity and heartbreak And the price we would have to pay So let those without a sin Cast the first sharpened stone Let the rest of us resolve To make the homeless feel less alone Hello old friends Welcome in from the rain and the snow We have gathered here together For those outside we do not know by this kindness to our brothers, we admit we too are cold. Feel the fires of injustice, sing the songs of winter folk. For as long as one is hungry without a home, each of us is poorer when the least fortunate has none. There but for fortune, on the streets we too could be. Let us pledge here tonight to end this poverty. Hello, old friends. Welcome in from the rain and the snow. We have gathered here together for those outside we do not know. By this kindness to our sisters, we admit we too are cold. Feel the fires of injustice. Sing the songs of winter folk. Feel the fires of injustice. Sing the songs of winter folk. Tom May, thank you, Tom. Um, welcome to another uh, video episode of Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music. Glad to have you here in the Artichoke Cafe. Uh, Thomas, is, you're no stranger to this stage, are you? No, this is a wonderful place. Uh, it's, it's migrated throughout the years, but it's always been one of the nicest places in the United States to play music. Absolutely. Uh, now, I, I wanted to have you on because Winter Folk is coming up, but I wanted to have you on far enough away that people can, can, can get tickets. Yes. Now, tell me about that song. That song was written for the 25th anniversary of Winter Folk. I mm -hmm. wrote it for the, uh, just a few years back. We're at year number 32 now. Wow. And uh, Winter Folk has Winter always... Winter Folk is a millennial. <laughs> it is. It is. Why not? <laughs> That's really sobering. It, it, started, <laughs> it started as a, a birthday party that... Uh, uh, somebody was having out here who was a fan of mine who flew me out for their birthday party in 1988, and that was the first Winter Folk. It took place at the Horsebrass Pub, uh -huh. where it was for five years, and then it moved to the uh, Aladdin Theater for many years, mm -hmm. and then the last few years, the Alberta Rose. And what's the date on that? This year, it's February 1st, 2020. Okay, so 
that, that's why I wanted to get you on early so people can get tickets. Yes. And it, it, it really m makes a big difference. The, every dollar that's raised uh, for this benefit concert goes directly to the people that it's meant to help. The organization uh, that the benefit is for is called JOIN, mm -hmm. J-O-I-N. Yeah. JOIN in this last year has put over a thousand people into permanent ho housing in our area. And out of those thousand, yeah. yeah. Out of those thousand people, more than 85% are still in the houses that they were put into a year later. So they really do great work. They have a day center uh, where people can receive mail, mm -hmm. uh, get a meal, get clothing. Uh, they offer all kinds of support services for folks who are just struggling to get by. Well, that's great. It's, great. it's really a terrific organization. I'm, I'm proud to be associated with them. And so all the money from the sale of Winter Folk tickets mm -hmm. and from the sale of the guitar raffle that we have every year at the event goes to join. And where do you get the, who, who, who provides the guitars? Well, every year it's been a different, uh, a different scenario. Uh -huh. This year, uh, ironically enough, we're raffling off the same guitar that we raffled off two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the guitar is a, a beautiful custom uh, Martin D28 uh -huh. that belonged to Richard Colombo. And two years ago, Richard generously donated that guitar because he didn't really play it anymore to the guitar raffle. And uh, the winner of that guitar raffle that year had another beautiful guitar that she really likes and decided she just still enjoyed her Collings guitar better. So. Steve Einhorn had the bright idea of approaching her and saying, well, since you never played that guitar, how about if you give it to us again and we'll, <laughs> and, and we'll raffle it off again. So that's what we're doing. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So who will uh, who, be appearing? This year, we've got a great slate. First of all, Tracy Grammer. All right. Who's a... Tracy, who's certainly folk music royalty in, in our neck of the woods and well-known around the country and such a dear, dear soul. Um, Tracy will be flying here from New England uh -huh. to be the headliner of the show. Mm -hmm. Steve and Kate, uh, Steve Einhorn and Kate uh -huh. Power. We have a, a new trio who, uh, by the name of Brooks Hill, who features uh, the music, the, the voice of uh, Cindy Lou Banks, mm -hmm. who's pretty well known in the Portland area, and they've got a great acoustic trio. And uh, also Beth Wood, who's no stranger. <laughs> Beth Wood, and then uh, last year, for the very first time, uh, I had Kim Stafford at Winterfolk. And mm -hmm. Kim, uh, Kim just blew people away with uh, the song that he chose to sing that he had written, and also his poetry. So we're having him back again this year as well. And uh, uh, also Jim Page with Billy Oskey. Jim Page is uh, kind of in the tradition of what Winterfolk has always been. For, for many years, a long, long time, Utah Phillips would appear at, U mm -hmm. at Winterfolk every year. He'd come up from California and be a part of the show. And uh, so Jim Page kind of carries on in that Utah Phillips uh, important slot, kind of the social conscience of the event with his topical songs that just really get your attention and make you think uh, about the world that we live in today. And, and uh, Jim is ably assisted by Billy Oskey, who is an incredible fiddle player, of course, 
who founded the uh, Celtic group Night Noise that toured the world, mm -hmm. and Billy has his own great recording studio outside of Portland. He was uh, he was a guest on on the podcast um, about about a week after he his, his place almost burned down. Yes, the fire oh, yeah. didn't quite get there. Yeah, thank. But goodness. he was all packed up and 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 ready to go. I know he was. Yeah. I talked to Billy all the time. I recorded two albums at his yeah. studio, and yeah. Dave and Tracy, Dave Carter and Tracy Grammer recorded. Yeah. Uh, a couple of albums there as well. It's interesting the people who have recorded there because it's not just folk. Liv Warfield recorded her yes. album there. Yeah, and he had uh, he had some guys, uh, some hip hop guys. Yeah, that came up from yeah. L.A. that uh, the, the record company brought uh -huh. them in there to record. Uh -huh. So. Billy's a multi a multi talented fellow for sure, and you'll be performing too. Yes. Yes, I'll be performing with my longtime bass player Donnie Wright, who's just a, a uh -huh. great, great uh, musician in, in all senses, and Matt Snook on dobro. How um, long have you been playing with Donnie? Oh, with Donnie, I've been playing about twenty years now. Wow, twenty years. Uh, so you don't have to even talk to each other. Well, we prefer not to. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, Donnie's one of those great souls. He's one of the uh, people. I know that out of all of the places I've lived and all the things I've done in the music business, Donnie's one of those people that, my God, the man can sing a harmony on the drop of a hat flawlessly, and his ability on a variety of instruments, not just the bass, but on the guitar too, is is simply phenomenal. He's a great, great musician. He's one of those guys, he's, he's from Madras, Oregon. Yeah. He's one of those guys that I always, if he'd have had a break, he could have been a a noble member of any touring band for any big-name artist in the United States. It just never huh. happened for him. Well, geez. <laughs> but but he's very, he, he does well. He's got a, a, a business here in Portland that sells pro audio gear, and he uh -huh. replicates CDs, and he plays all the time. Well, good. With lots <laughs> right. of different people. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, that looks like a well-traveled guitar. This guitar is is my newest guitar, actually. It's a really? it's a 1990 Martin D41. So it's yeah. it's my newest one. Yeah. Well, it looks it's beautiful. Um, wh what is it that you like about this guitar? Uh, I just like the balance that it has, and I, mm -hmm. I I like the way it looks. As you say, it's got a nice appearance to it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just a very I've gotten used to her over the years. I've had I've had four wives, and this is probably my <laughs> fifth wife, and I've gotten along with this one better than all the rest. So. I always like to say, when I, I've I've said this before on this podcast, um, I, I interviewed a, 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 a Zoe, a great internationally known cellist, at one time, and she said that she, when she finally got had to get a new cello because she had been playing one that she originally got when she was 12 and she was about 30 by then right that she went all over the world and dated the new cellos <laughs> because it was it was a kind of relationship i mean do you feel that way about about yours i do I mean, it sounded like you did i do i do feel that way <laughs> well, i thought of it of course for somebody playing the cello i mean my goodness the cost of well, a yeah. good cello is uh, yeah. a little bit more than this guitar yeah. You're talking tens and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. So, yeah, yeah it's best to date before you marry in that case. <laughs> you slut. <laughs> um, okay, so um, could, did you do another song? Yes. I'll do a song that uh, is the title song of the most recent album, which I is my 14th album. Wow. And uh, this is a song uh, of gratitude, a song of gratitude for... All of the roads I've been able to travel and the songs I've been able to play. Uh, it's called A Road Worth Driving Down. 
And my dear friend uh, just walked in into the back of the hall here, Dan Rieger, who owns a lovely studio here in Portland, Oregon, who uh, uh, we recorded this album at. So this is called A Road Worth Driving Down. South of Cody, Wyoming 125, the daybreak sky is alive. As the early morning rain subsides, there are purples, reds, and blues. On this sleepy Sunday sunrise, it is clear what I must do, so I marvel through the windshield, give thanks to the goddess of chance for the privilege of being here as those colors began to dance. Stop beside the two-lane, hear the rangeland's lonesome sound, reflect upon the pleasures of a road worth driving down. Up close to the timberline, Colorado Aspen glows September before the first autumn snow Trail Ridge Road is cold and frosty All the tourists have gone east Just myself and a dozen mountain goats find The tundra's stark relief So I marvel through the windshield Give thanks to the goddess of chance For the privilege of being here as those colors began to dance Stop beside the two-lane Rocky mountains all around Reflect upon the pleasures Of a road worth driving down Nebraska sand hills Vacant Highway 2 Back to the land that I once knew Where my parents weathered the worst hard times The prairie towns are nearly gone Pheasants rise up from the ditch As sunflowers breathe the dawn So I marvel through the windshield Give thanks to the goddess of chance For the privilege of being here As prairie lights dance. Stop beside the two-lane, hear the magpie's mournful sound. Reflect upon the pleasures of a road worth driving down. US 97 spans the Columbia River blue. In the great northwest where I found you Sunset on the Cascade Peaks Finds me not alone You are my constant friend and northern star Who will journey with me home So I marvel through the windshield Give thanks to the goddess of chance For the privilege of being here As light on Mount Adams begins to dance Stop beside the two-lane, hear the river's rushing sound. Reflect upon the pleasures of a road worth driving down. Stop beside the two-lane, 
where those memories abound reflect upon the pleasures of a road worth driving down So River City uh, uh, is still going strong? River City folk is still on about 75 stations around the country. Uh, oh, it's amazing these days. It is amazing. You know, it, 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 it just absolutely confounds me. It's been going for 35, almost 35 years now. And uh, uh, as I've said many times, what keeps it going is the, the efforts of people like Dan Rieger and, and like my uh, co-producer back in Omaha, Nebraska, to keep it going. And uh, I just figure, who am I to say I'm not going to do it anymore when all these people want to keep doing it? All the musicians right. want to do it, yeah. and the technical people want to do it. So I, we just keep doing it. We produce about only about four or five new shows every quarter these uh -huh. days. Uh -huh. But uh, it's still... We've got an amazing archive. We've got quite a few shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just about everybody in folk music that you can imagine yeah. along yeah. the way has done the program. Uh -huh. And yeah. it's, it's fun to go back and listen to those shows, particularly some of the shows by the folks who are no longer with us. Right. Uh, dear friends like Chuck Pyle and uh -huh. uh, folks like that who are, are not around anymore to hear those programs is a, is a great thing. And th the uh, radio show wound up being a television show, as I was mentioning to Gary Furlow, who's, who's uh, recording the show and today. And thank you, Gary Furlow, <laughs> without whom the video podcast would not happen. <laughs> so Gary knows all about this video kind of stuff. But back in the 90s, um, I had a chance to do 32 episodes of this national television show. It was mm -hmm. sponsored by the, uh, the television part of the University of Nebraska and then uh, the Americana uh, television network in Branson, Missouri. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was an excruciating program to produce every those weeks. It it took forever for a four out for a a one half hour show. Every taping took about four or five hours. Well, right. All I did was drink coffee and smile <laughs> the whole time and and do things many many times. But it was a great experience. And those a lot of those shows are still up on the on YouTube. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, and and, and uh, do you stream the show also? Uh, no, don't I don't we don't stream the radio program. No, right. we don't. We uh, we just kind of limp along as best we can, and it, it's uh, it's provided to stations via uh, FTP the, the FTP mm -hmm. site, and they all grab it off of there and and carry it in the slot that they choose for. But we don't stream it. No. Wow. Yep. Huh. We just never have. Uh -huh. uh, we we work with uh, the facilities and and with the equipment that uh, my co-producer has back there in Omaha Nebraska so so you're working on a new album I'm actually working on uh, a compilation uh, a lot of outtakes of the 14 albums that will go along with this memoir book Aha. of mine that's going to be coming out in April which is a, a book of, of uh, many funny uh, and uh, uh, somewhat uh, disturbing stories of my <laughs> life in the music business. It's a, it, it takes its title from a, a, a great uh, saying uh, that Bill Staines once told me. He said he went to, to play this gig in Alaska for the first time in Juneau, and he asked the promoter, he says, so are we going to have a lot of people at the, at the concert tonight? And, uh, and the promoter says, well, 
you know, there's this going on, there's that going on. I wouldn't count on it. Oh, so that's the name of the book. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> Confessions of an Unlikely Folk Singer. Because I come from a totally non-musical family, from the state of Nebraska, totally non-musical. And uh, it just, it was a, it's been a, it's been a interesting, an interesting journey. Uh, you do, you do, do you do a lot of teaching? No, I don't, I don't really teach. Really? No, no I, I, a lot of my time is spent uh, preparing for the radio show and working on Winter Folk, of course, which is a great labor of, of love. Are you going to have a me. workshop here, aren't you? Yes, going to have a workshop here. I believe it's on February 23rd. It's on a Sunday on how to get your music heard on radio, uh -huh. on folk radio. I've got uh, extensive lists of folk radio programs around the country, the people to contact, how to do it to make sure you're professional rights organization uh, affiliation is set up mm -hmm. and your copyrights are in, in place and then how to send out the package to people and how to follow it up. So yeah. it'll be a real constructive couple hours for folks to find out how to do that. That's great. That, of course, that, that goes for no matter what genre, really. Yep, absolutely, you know? because uh, it's one thing to do the creative part of it. It's a whole other struggle and challenge to get it out so people can actually hear what you've done. Oh, absolutely. So, But there is a way to do it and it, yeah. it's an effective way to do it. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a it'll be a fun afternoon, that Sunday afternoon here. That's at great, Artichoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, so, uh, uh, what's it like putting this compilation together and going back and listening to all this stuff? I I like to use that that word again, excruciating. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not that bad. It's just I do have a couple of things on there that uh, uh, were recorded in somebody's closet in Toronto yeah. in 1973, and my son really <laughs> thinks I should include one of them, and I'm still on the fence about it. But I think uh, your son's right. <laughs> what was it? What, what was it? Was it recorded on a cassette or something? No, it was recorded on a two-track Revox machine. Oh well, that's not bad. In a closet with a couple of with a couple of, of microphones, a couple of probably SM57s, <laughs> I imagine, and. Uh, uh, and my buddy came in and played lead guitar for me, and a bass player was there. The bass player who was working with Gordon Lightfoot at that time played uh -huh. bass on it for me. And uh, but when I listen back to it now, the problem is just because some of the wow and flutter of the of the tape yeah. and some of the tape hiss and that you know it's uh, and then listening to my my voice at that age. Although later, you know, I, I, it doesn't bother me so much. But back then, it's it's a little it's just it's just very different, you know, all those years ago. Ah, Tom May, the fresh-faced young folk singer, <laughs> ready to conquer the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it was it was a different world back then, and that's a lot. Oh, that's of, for sure. A lot about what the book is about too. You know, it just right. was a different world. There were yeah. there were ways that a person could go out into the world and make a living with their music and learn their craft and yeah. be paid decently for it, decently enough to live in a city like Toronto or New York or St. Louis or all these different places I lived back then. It was just a different world, and it's a. Uh, uh, a world that uh, is gone now in many in many ways, although there will always be grassroots music happening yeah. and always yeah. always ways to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to chronicle the times that have gone in an alternative art form as this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, but it's like that in in any any creative endeavor. Writers, broadcasters, filmmakers. It's hard to get paid these days. It's hard to get paid these days. It is. It's yeah. uh, it, the whole concept, I think, for a lot of people of artists being paid, is uh, somehow become revolutionary. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know when that happened. I, 
I, I don't remember. Napster, si- it started with Napster. I know, and I don't remember signing a contract with Spotify where I started losing right. royalties at an yeah. incredible pace. I don't know when yeah. that happened, but right. but it did happen. And on one hand, the the music and uh, your creative property is accessible to a lot of folks, but on the other hand. It's it's hard for people who are yeah. legitimately trying to make yeah. a go of it with their music. Yeah. I remember when I first moved to Portland in '97, I started writing for the Oregonian, and I could get I could get fifty bucks just for writing an op-ed. Yeah, yeah. Well, an op-ed is a comment on a on a tw- on a Twitter uh, on a tweet now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, or a tweet. An op- op-ed piece is a tweet now, or, yeah. or 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 just something on on your on on your Facebook page, you know. I mean, used to be, there were real writers who used to be able to get paid for it. Well, it's it's a different Including world. Including me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think of the young musicians who were working so hard and so talented to, to be heard. When I was a young guy uh, and I moved up to Toronto, I got to do a lot of concerts, and those were always well-paying, doing an opening act. But, but in between times, I could go to these small towns, and I could play in these horrible bars, really, yeah. for, but I could play there learning my craft four or five nights a week and I could make in, in 1973 uh-huh. I, I'd be paid four or five hundred dollars a week uh-huh. that's back when gas was 25 cents a yeah. gallon yeah. my my little place my little efficiency third floor flat in, in Toronto was a hundred dollars a month yeah and that was good mo- so it was a good talking about good money you could learn your craft exactly and you could get by it was just it, it was a different time a different world yeah, yeah. but uh, I've been very, very fortunate, and I am constantly reminded of how fortunate I've, I've been when I drive around the streets of Portland or Vancouver, Washington, oh, yeah. and other towns, and I see people bedded down underneath the freeway overpasses and mm-hmm. just trying, uh, trying like hell to get by somehow. And so Winter Folk has always been a, a real important, important project to me because I'm aware that if we have a warm place to sleep, mm-hmm. and food to eat. We're very, very lucky, and we need to do what we can to make other folks a little less, a little, a little less uncomfortable. Well, that sounds like the lead-in to to our final song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I know you got something prepared for us for, uh, to go out on. Thanks for thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Nice to see you again. Tom, it's always great to see you. Thanks for doing Oregon Music News and keeping everybody up to date on what's happening around all my buddies that have been on your show. The, <laughs> the great people of Portland like Terry Courier and yeah. so many folks. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful service that you do. Tom May, everybody. This is a song I wrote in Colorado in 1980. <laughs> to all of those who've talked with me and shared a laugh or two, to the gentleman up in Edmonton, Alberta, who showed me what to do, to those who listen faithfully, even those who are untrue, to all of you and to everyone I say, thank you for your time. You make the pleasure mine. Underline the words to every line and every song I'd be dead wrong if I thought that I could do this on my own Thanks for never leaving me alone To all of those in the alley who gave me an even break To the man who handed me the only chance I couldn't take To good coffee 
in the mornings when I'm only half awake to all of you and to everything I say. Thank you for your time. You make the pleasure mine. You underline the words to every line in every song. I'd be dead wrong if I thought that I could do this on my own. Thanks for never Today, who took the time to share to the drivers, to the pilots, to all the ones that got me here, to the women who have changed my viewpoint and put up with my long hair, to all of you and to everyone I say. Thank you for your time, you make the pleasure mine. You underline the words to every line and every song. I'd be dead wrong if I thought that I could do this on my own. Thanks for never leaving me alone. Thank you for your time. You make the pleasure mine. You underline the words to every line and every song. I'd be dead wrong if I thought that I could do this on my own. Thanks for never leaving me alone. So I hope to see everybody at the Alberta Rose Theater on February 1st for Winterfell.